0: Hey, everybody. What's going on? Um, it's Aaron from Us. Everyone's doing really, really well today. I'm trying to speak a little bit more quietly because there's people inside the house, so i got to be respectful of them as well. Everyone's doing great today. Um, yeah, it's been very well, very hot, but the weather's quite beautiful. Sun's out here at nighttime at about 8pm, which is really, really good. So, let's get into this episode, by the way. Episode one two, I'm pretty sure this is. If I'm not mistaken. Hopefully, I'm correct. But yeah, uh, excuse me, I was having some water. But yeah, everyone's doing really, really well. Everyone's staying fantastic during this, uh, during this time. Whether you're listening from America, or, uh, you know, Northways or just down south of the world, um, yeah, let's get into this. So what i wanted to talk about actually was my training and i wanted to talk about specifically the idea of a meta you know i like the i like the the whole notion of what a meta is the meta is basically um this idea that when something of a certain period becomes very bullish you know, it becomes something that people have found a great discovery and it's like a video game so basically for the video game find a discovery and it seems to be something that is very commonly used and is the most effective team available, right? That's what a Meta is. Um, so basically it just allows you to be the most effective um, available exercises, right? Is how I see a Meta with training. So what I've been, what's basically been happening is that I've been rotating exercises maybe about eight to twelve weeks, but I've found exercises honestly that have just changed my body forever in a good way possible. And my body and my joints have honestly been in all time great shape because of the exercise I choose. But I'm also picking exercises that've got good stimulus to fatigue ratios and allow me to load up heavy still so that I'm not impeding my recovery all that badly, which is just incredible. It's just incredible. And The issue was is that i was picking exercises that were so systemically fatiguing and it was really harnessing and impeding my recovery quite dramatically and i needed to pick exercises that allowed me to still get a great stimulus on the targeted muscle that i was training that day however at the same time i needed to also improve my systemic uh, fatigue going into the next session because i'm training three days in a row which is a legs on monday on Tuesday and then a push on either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, as I get clients back, it'll probably be on a Thursday, but um, I've been training on Wednesdays and Wednesdays have been pretty good sessions in general. So I'm really keeping up good momentum with Wednesdays and yeah, really enjoying off Wednesdays. Thursdays I take a day off. I just do cardio that day and that's it. I've been doing cardio every single day as well. Um, been hopping onto a 40 minute incline treadmill, so it's at a 7.5% incline at six minute, uh, six kilometer pace, which is really pretty much brisk walking, which I think is fantastic. It's really helped me out with my general physical preparedness going into firefighting, which is something I'm really, really pretty much at this point now, hyper, hyper focusing on. It's getting as strong physically and mentally as I possibly can for the firefighting role. So when I get into it, it's just cake and I'm not really uh, physically in any type of situation where the firefighting becomes difficult, the only thing I need to worry about now at this point is heat exposure. I need to get into very, very hot, hot environments. Once I learn how to get into hot environments, and learn how to cope in hot environments. I should be pretty good. And I've been doing a lot of research in firefighting in the last few days. Um, and I'm 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 excited. However. They haven't actually gotten back to me which is a bit disappointing there's been no emails at all from these guys in regards to what has been going on for for the firefighting which is as i said it's a little disappointing but i it's it's nothing that's out of the blue or surprising so i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not angry but i'm gonna keep reinforcing it just keep putting it on email and hopefully they can get back to me. And I'm keen to really put my application in. I'm really keen for next summer to get some work as a firefighter and really start to push the envelope, which would be really, really cool. So basically the 40 minute incline walks, I just put on a 7.5 incline just straight away. I don't wait for it, because it takes like one minute for the the incline to start to load up. So I just do it straight away and not really bother about waiting for it or starting up and then the incline goes up i just go incline straight away let it go back up to level once it does that and it stops then i start and then it goes to six kilometers straight away then from there i just keep going so i've been doing that every single day for 40 minutes honestly it's fantastic i don't have my phone on i don't have no music just me and my mind and honestly i love it i love it i love the isolation I love being away from everybody and it it, it it's it, it, it's a time where you just have a chance at an opportunity to think for you. And it's uh, it's a good thing to get into. I do apologize about that one of my brothers was sliding through the door so that's the door that you can hear there. Anywho, um, I lost my train of thought, I apologize for that. But yeah, it was really, really good that I uh, have been getting into the cardio. I have definitely seen improvements, for sure. And uh, it's it's, it's great, it's great. I, I, I definitely enjoy the benefits of it. And it's nothing too difficult either, where it's not the repeated movement something so for example when I'm on an assault bike or a ski erg the shoulders and the upper body just pretty much do the same movement over and over again and you just kind of just get lost but it 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 feels like a drag whereas the incline walk it doesn't per se feel like a drag it just feels like you're just doing it and I love it and as well you can get to move your hands at different positions you get to move your hands which I like in different motions and different movements if that makes sense and I think it's uh, it's it's quite a humbling experience because, as I said, you have time, in a forty-minute window, an opportunity to just talk to yourself about just anything. Um, it could be about life, could be about a situation that's going on throughout the day, and it could be anything. And I had a lot of adrenaline happen and occur during that time and period, and. Um, it, it, it seemed to have kind of just gone so quickly and so fast in advance in process. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's, uh, it's always a humbling experience to go on that treadmill every single day and do whatever I have to do. Um, yeah, and... I um after as well like with the whole thing of the meta. It's basically like this notion and idea that um. You have different exercises. So for me at the, this moment in time, I had, you know, I had, for me the, the meta is, you know, RDLs, you know, forty-minute incline walks. And then you have, you know hand supported reverse lunges you know deep deep hack hack squats and then upper body is weighted pull ups and dips which have always been a staple of mine so i'm not really saying it's kind of a meta thing for me or just this new trend that's hopped into my programming dumbbell incline bench pressing with a flat flat back at a 30 degree angle is just incredible um what else then we have you know cable lateral raises Double tricep extensions, you know. For me, I'd say the meta for me at the moment is just hip hinging, incline walking. Yeah, like hip hinging, zone two cardio, neck training has been huge for me recently. I'm just really trying to get a big yoke. Sprinting has been massive on the mind recently to really get that CNS working. And then just deep hack squatting. And so. Basically what happens is your body becomes so just in, in into these exercises and you know like particularly hand supported lunging walking backwards I've noticed that my hips now have improved quite a lot since getting back into reverse lunging particularly off a deficit so it's basically a hand supported deficit reverse lunge it's not just a reverse lunge and that's it it's a deficit reverse lunge. And uh, it's it's a humbling experience. It's humbling. It's it's incredible. It's epic. And uh, I've been loving I've been loving the exercise that I've been performing recently. It's just a very very enthralling training sessions. It allows me to progressively overload in some way or form. I'm strong, i sturdy under the weight. It's just a really 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 exciting time for my training at this point in time. And I didn't really think my training was going to go anywhere because of my SI joint, but my SI joint seems to be touch wood, seems to be starting to get almost back to hundred percent, which is just unbelievable. You know what I mean? Especially particularly after four to five months of not touching any type of heavy, heavy hip hinge, today i just touched 140. And the 140 was an absolute joke. It was a joke. It was one of the easiest, it was the easiest 140 ever. Like I did 140 kilos for 10 reps on RDLs without a belt. That's massive. Usually, that can equivalent to about maybe a 200 kilo deadlift for most individuals. If you can audio three plates without a belt, usually with a belt plus you're going for a one rep max, you should be able to get a 200 kg smoothly. So, um, my deadlift's going to def- definitely come back for sure this year. I've got a great feeling that my deadlift's going to be very, very strong. It's going to be very strong this year. My squat, I'm not too worried about my squat, to be honest with you, it sounds a bit dumb, but I do prefer squatting for hypertrophy more so than strength. Um, I know the two go hand in hand strength and hypertrophy, but I do prefer to squat for big legs more so to squat for one rep max on my back. So that's why I've been doing a lot of hack squatting, a lot of unilateral squatting, or quote unquote staggered stands bilateral squatting because your, your back leg is still working quite a lot. Um, so that I've been really getting into those type of movements recently for squatting and to obviously get stronger legs and i've been i've been loving it i've been really really enjoying the exercises and what's been presented but definitely at this moment in time in terms of unilateral work i'm bullish on reverse lunging reverse lunging is something that i am very 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 bullish on because i just reckon reverse lunging is crazy good i reckon it's just incredible you know what i mean Sad. So, I'm I'm very excited to see where my reverse lunging goes because, as I said, man, like, uh, I've got a very, very nasty reverse lunge with a hand support. I want to get to a point where I can do, like, 160, 180 for reps on the reverse lunge hand support. But I don't want to use too much hand support, if you know what I mean. It sounds a bit ironic, but you don't want to, you know, use your upper body excessively, excessively, I like to say. Not to the point where it's overpowering, but, yeah. I know, like, realistically, the the lunging that I'm doing at the moment with the hand support, it's very likely I'm getting those numbers without the hand support. Like, the 80 kilos, one leg at a time, on a deficit with a pause, like a deep deficit with a pause, that's not happening for 3x8 without any hand support. No way, that's ridiculous. Like, if you could do that, you're just stupidly strong. You're stupidly strong. Um, like, your, your lunging is just... Wild, you know what I mean. So, I um, yeah, it's one of those movements that like I love it, but at the same time, it's one of those movements that you can make a definitely a valid argument that it's somewhat a little bit overrated in the fact that you can use your hands and the standardisation for the repetitions can be very ambiguous. However, I don't tend to overthink that for clients. I just tend to say, hey just use majority of your legs and that's it so if even if it's a 60 40 contribution between the lower body and then the upper body trying to push against the rack or the 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 safety bars uh, don't stress you know what i mean like as you start to get heavier you're going to inevitably use more upper body to try and push that weight up so i wouldn't worry about it if you're using excessively or upper body and you're just pushing the weight that's just an ego lift at that point and you're not getting any stimulus or any stimulus of the muscle tissue of your legs and your glutes right so i don't really think that's a good idea so how i program my reverse lunges is i go up to a heavy set of five to seven with a a deficit so it's like a 10 kilo plate so it's a deficit it's enough to uh, get a range of motion an increased range of motion in the exercise and then what i go from there is i get a 15 kilo and then it on top of the 10 kilos so it's actually increasing knee flexion so it actually becomes a more quad dominant lift but you get more lengthening in the glutes so it's it's a best of both worlds which i really really enjoy about that variation of the reverse lunge and i noticed that my hip internal rotation since adding reverse lunging and adduction work back into my programming has been incredible like i haven't had no bursitis issues i've had no hip pain i've been getting really really strong hips which is just fantastic so i i believe i found a winning ingredient for hip internal rotation is a lot of lunging backwards and then adding in adduction work and then just being good at hip hinging so just being a really good hip hinger as well so those three hip hinging reverse lunging and then adductor work directly has been just incredible and then just been doing a lot of spinal work so started to add back in rotational strengthening which some people on the internet recently this has become a little bit of a new matter on the industry Is this idea that rotational work is just useless it's useless you know what i mean and i don't agree at all uh, excuse me um now the reason why i don't agree with rotational work being a proponent of strength work is because it still trains an underutilized yet common range of motion for the human body to utilize in life setting. Because sometimes we have to use a lot of spinal rotation to collect items to grab certain things we have to rotate through the thoracic spine maybe we have to rotate through the hips this is where we engage hip internal rotation and external rotation i'm not personally a fan of training your abduction i think training your abduction is respectfully overrated because majority of people there get majority of individuals have enough external rotation It's rare for individuals needing to worry about knee cave because knee cave is usually a a proponent that your adductors and your glute maximus is working hard. So for clients and individuals, particularly physios, worrying about gluteal amnesia when gluteal amnesia is not an existing thing, is just redundant. It doesn't really provide any type of benefit to the client. If your knees are caving in slightly you not. don't stress promote narrow stances and start to go hip hinging start to lunge start to work on adduction because if you work on these proponents your hip internal rotation will start to improve it'll start to get better so you're getting strong in your lower body while at this time simultaneously improving your mobility your specific your joint angle specificity with hip internal rotation you're just allowing the knees to travel where the knees need to travel. You're not forcing them into any tripod stance positioning, you're not forcing them to drag the knee out, you're just allowing the knee to drag over your big toe. And that's it. And it just allows for a flat foot. The flat foot allows for better dorsiflexion in the ankle, which is what you want. It allows you to go deeper in the squat. And internal rotation is important at this bottom portion of a squat because it allows your adductors to be a secondary stabilizer for your pelvis that's why it's important to strengthen your adductors because your squat is going to get crazy strong if you have crazy strong adductors and glutes because it's going to allow that bottom portion of the squat to feel like night and day it's going to make it feel swift and easy which is what you want You want your adductors and glutes to be strong because it allows that bottom range of motion on that eccentric positioning of the squat to feel easier and more comfortable, which is important. Because if that bottom position is easier, it allows you to get a better stretch reflex at the bottom of the squat to allow you to improve your vertical displacement in the squat. Vertical displacement meaning your ability to shift mass up and down in vertical placement which is important that's why i tell individuals that's why i tell individuals all the time the less you focus on the squad and the more prioritization you place to your accessory movements around your squad you're actually going to be much better off you should be hammering home your accessories not just getting better you should be annihilating your accessories because if you annihilate your accessories your squatting and your main movement is just going to become so damn easy to work on that you don't even have to train that hard or put that much volume emphasis on your main movement because you're just putting that volume emphasis and all the nine cards onto movements that are specific and working muscles of the movement pattern that you're training as your main movement but it's allowing you to hypertrophy to increase the hypertrophy of the the muscles in the local in the local areas of the muscles that are being worked on your main movement thus if you hypertrophize those muscles it's just going to allow for a better carryover and an easier time to improve your strength in your main movement that's why strength and hypertrophy go hand in hand so that's why today like when i did my rdls i did a staggered stance rdls did 120 for six that was a joke that was easy as hell so i decided to go 140 and I was like, let me go 140 for five and see how that feels. It was a joke. It was an absolute joke. 140 felt like like butter in my hands. I honestly could have done 150 for 10 if I wanted to that day, today. But I'm not going to do that. That's silly. But I felt strong today. I felt really, really, really strong today, which is quite rare for me. Like, I don't go into the gym thinking, damn, I'm... I'm I feel great. I go into the gym thinking, oh, I feel okay. This is 95% of the time. And then I just perhaps sleep progressively overload, or as I start to warm up, my lifts just start to get better as the, as the session goes by. So that's how I kind of rock and roll and operate. So it was quite a, uh, it's really, really cool that with the Romanian deadlift today, I haven't actually specifically trained the hip hinge that much, but the areas around your Romanian deadlift being your spinae, your upper back your lats your glutes your hamstrings your adductors they all got stronger over this period of time and it allowed me and f- allowed f- for an easier time to transi- ba- transition back into the RDL but I actually got strong as hell in the RDL as well out of nowhere so I went from 130 for 7 with a belt to 140 kg without a belt which is massive that's huge 140 for 10 without a belt that's big time so um obviously at this point i want to get to a point where i can do four plates i'm going to, to do four plate rdl for reps like eight to ten reps with uh four plates without a belt so i'm i'm I, I am going to get to that point which is going to be sick so now we're going to talk about the conditioning the cardio Last drag streaks almost done i'm almost finished i'm at a point now where tomorrow's gonna to be day 360 which is five days to go until the big three hundred sixty-five, which is just incredible. So, um, getting to a point where I'm feeling very, very excited. I'm feeling relieved as well. It's a bit of a fa- thank goodness type of moment as well, <laughs> because I uh, I think the, stri- the streak's now starting to get a little bit fatiguing mentally. It's just like, eh, like there's no there's, there's, there's not much excitement or joy to it now. But there's knowing that the sled drag streak is ending. Um, but I, what a journey, what a journey. The, the whole process was fun. It was really really dope. Um, I didn't raise anything like it, it wasn't anything for like um, it wasn't anything for charity. It wasn't any type of philanthropy thing. And I think people f- believe or have this, this concept that you got to do these type of daily things for some sort of charity or some sort of um, reasoning behind it that weighs more than the physical the physicality or the, the physicality and the difficulty behind the desk and it's kind of like eh I don't I don't really understand that to be honest with you I get it I get it um, I think we have this concept in society that if you could to put yourself through the difficult you might as well just do it out of the safe of philanthropy and neighbor that and I understand that notion but obviously I didn't want to do it for charity because um, at this point in time obviously first of all I don't have that type of notoriety a name under my belt to feel like I have the need to do this for some sort of philanthropy and it was a very spontaneous decision to go 365 days like i just woke up and just thought let me go 365 days of sled so dragon you know what i mean i saw a lot of knees over toes guy and i was the guy was like oh yeah i you could do this every single day for a year and i was just like all right bet let's do it let's do it every single day for a year now obviously not every single day was an 800 meter um because obviously i had covid december early december and that kind of bugged bugged me out quite a bit and then i went to melbourne and got on the treadmill so technically not every single day was an 800 meter but every single day i was walking backwards even on the days that i covered i went outside for like 20 to 30 minutes and went backwards without any weight so technically i still moved the, the body around enough where i was still getting 800 meters ballparking it of sled rags or walking backwards in so obviously we had to change out of the course of the year because of certain situations and then there was like two days two days two days where i believe weather no one day was because i was lazy as hell and i went to the gym so really i could have done it on that on that one day because it was just a little bit of rain i could have easier done it in the rain I've done it in the rain many times, so I don't really understand how I couldn't have not have done it that day. To be honest with you, so that was a bit of an excuse on my behalf. But I still went to the gym and got the sled drag done, if you know what I mean. So I got a uh, what did I get? I got a I got a twenty out of ten, and I did it for like twenty minutes at a time. So and because of the friction being very minimal on the floor, it just allowed for a very quick sled drag to occur so and then the other day there was like a very violent storm it was a very very massive storm and it was very very brutal um, very brutal so that was a day as well that i did not partake in for the sled drags um which is cool that's fine um wasn't really too fussed about that so that day i used three plates that day actually it was really funny i actually used like um 60 kilos and then plus the sled the sled would easily be about 15 kg for sure 15 kg I would say 15 kg maybe even 20 and so that was about 80 kilos and I did that for like 30 minutes holy crap that was brutal that day um, I was sweating like a mug after that and my my nervous system was definitely punched out of the window that day which was pretty brutal but I enjoyed it I enjoyed it it was fun I nasal breeze the whole thing as well which was wild like uh, my heart my heartbeat actually was at about 162 beats per minute for 30 minutes at an average and i nasal breathed through it so that was something i'm very very proud of still to this day like as a cardiovascular feat to do 162 beats per minute at a nasal breathe that's wild that's wild so i was super super ecstatic about that when going into my powerlifting me because then that tells me my, my work capacity is just through the roof which is just incredible my cardiovascular system is incredible it's dropped off quite a bit um, because for a few reasons one it's just a strength priority obviously strength training really took over this last year as a priority more so than cardiovascular activity where in 2001 i was very much well focused on cardiovascular work and i think this year is going to be a great year of a hybrid so it's going to be a combination of both strength and cardio which is pretty incredible i'm very excited for that now there was a lot of people that do ask quite often about the sled drag streak is that was it difficult the answer is it was mentally difficult on days there were some days where it was a drag pun intended to do the session uh particularly on days where it was very very hot uh it was not nice to sled dragon heat sled dragon heat is awful and there's days where the grass is just not your best friend because obviously the lawnmower guy sometimes doesn't rock around so there's gonna be days where the lawn is just not as sharply cut so it just increases the friction of the sled and it makes like half a kilo of your body weight as a load into like double your body weight because you're just going against so much friction with the sled so that was definitely a huge issue behind the sled i would say another issue as well i'd say is just just the whole like mental benefit the mental side of it saying like is it really worth it to do it every single day for a year like where is it going to take me um and sometimes i i did definitely ponder on the thing where i was like where is this going to take me like what does what type of benefit is this taking me like am i doing it for the right intention am i doing it for the right thing am i doing it of the bottom of my heart knowing that i want to do it so there was days that i definitely questioned and pondered on it where i thought is this really worth it to do every single day for a year but looking back on it now those answers have already answered themselves yes it was worth it it was absolutely worth it just for the sake of a rewarding ending and conclusion that i did every single day for a year that's that's cool to talk about and that's something i'll definitely tell my future kids and tell my, obviously when I become a bit older, it's a good story to have behind your body. And when I recorded it every single day on Strava, it was something that it's logged. You can't delete it, so it's there. And that was really, really cool. And I was really thankful that I was able to record it on Strava as well because it gave me a chance and an opportunity for the world to see, or for the people that do follow me to have a look that hey I'm here it's my daily accountability and uh, yeah I'm not gonna finish until I get to that three six five I just kept telling myself every that every single day hey just chip at it one foot behind the other and we don't finish we rest at the end and not the middle and that's what Kobe would say so I took that on to heart that type of mentality and the patience and the delay gratification is rewarding and I think definitely one thing that the sled taught me more than anything i actually think now um while i'm not perfect and i'm definitely still flawed at this concept i definitely look to improve my patience behind what the reward is on the other side you know i think sometimes we look at social media and we look at the the amount of followers that these individuals get with relative ease and you feel like that's never going to be you at any point in time because you're just not that cool kid on the Cool kid on the block or you're not the cool cat that everyone has a fomo for from missing out on and you know obviously i don't really think about those things or at least i try to not to but as well at the same time i've always wanted my respect i've always wanted my notoriety from the peers around me but that ain't gonna come unless you put the work in and if you treat yourself with a mentality that you respect yourself enough and you need to have the patience and the delayed gratification, knowing that if you just chip out and just put some work in every single day, it doesn't have to be an all-in mentality every day. Just a little bit of work. Even just a little bit. Even just a little bit of work can get you somewhere because a little bit of work is better than nothing. You could be all-in on the process and still do a little bit of work. I didn't really want to do a podcast tonight. I couldn't be bugged. But it's eight 8.30 almost, and I'm out here, outdoors, doing a podcast. And... Uh, i'm thankful that i did it because then i had an opportunity now to kind of ventilate certain things and i had an opportunity to present to you guys where i'm currently at with my training i'm currently at with my mindset when it comes to finishing off the sled drag streak which i'm thankful for and i have a privilege i'm, I'm under a roof i'm breathing and i have a great family who are very supportive although they think i'm overly obsessed about some some of the physical characteristics of myself i'm okay with that opinion i'm okay with that because i know they're just concerned for me and they're just looking out for me as a as a family and i appreciate that every single day i know it's my life and obviously even if they did say something i probably still wouldn't do anything i'd still do something about that thing just because it's just a never-ending process it just doesn't it just doesn't finish and um i love it man it's it's fantastic it's beautiful I enjoy where life is taking me at this point in time and you know ever since obviously um ever since december i i'm thankful for where this quiet space is taken me and uh i know i'm not going to get the the respect now i'm probably not going to get the appreciation now i'm probably not going to get the flowers now but I will get it, and I will get my time in the shine, and I will get my opportunity to be to show my greatness to the world. And I'm okay with the patience, and I'm okay now with not being no righty, and I'm I'm okay with being quiet, and I'm okay with staying low key at this point in time because people look at the overnight successes and they think, where did these guys come from? But those overnight successes presented compounded years and years and years and years and years of compounded work, and then all of a sudden they just got their fame now just off of one video, and people assume that these guys just got it from spoon-fed nothing, they got silver spoon. When that usually isn't the case, usually it takes years and years and years of effort that you just didn't see, that was behind closed doors. So I learned to appreciate these quiet times that I have now because... As years and years and years go on now, this podcast could go. This podcast is going to go off, and the opportunities that I'm going to get are going to be even bigger. I'm going to have to make tougher decisions, and I'm going to have to make these decisions without parental guidance. I'm going to have to make these decisions as a grown, a grown man. And uh, I don't doubt myself, but I definitely fear. But fear is okay. Fears allows us to go forward and push, if you exert it correctly. So I'm 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 curious to see where myself goes and I'm curious to see where the world around me goes. Because it's always evolving, it's always moving on. And I'm always somewhat aware of my surroundings of what's going on. So it'll be it'll be great. It'll be great to see where life takes me. Okay, so I'm going to finish it here. I don't really see the point of me conversating for just for the sake of conversating. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It's a very mellow and calm podcast, this one. Not really too much exertion of the voice, not really too much swearing. Actually, I didn't swear at all during this podcast, which is pretty crazy, so that's really cool. So obviously, if you guys liked it, please make sure to share it out, make sure to comment, make sure to give me your two cents. If there's any issues with the podcast, please let me know. I hope everyone has a fantastic day. Stay well whenever you're watching this and hope to see you guys in the next in the next podcast. So yeah, thank you guys.